0: There's a lot of doctrine that I cannot sign my name to like mm-hmm. uh, the God burning people alive in hell forever. Nope, not, not yeah. going to agree to that. Not going to agree <laughs> yeah. that uh, if you're anything but straight, you're not welcome at the table. Like,
1: Hi on today's show, Megan and, and I are going to talk with uh, Annie Ponder, and I'm going to read the bio right now. So it's it, it's very interesting, and I I think you're really going to love this show. So Annie Ponder is a writer, teacher, speaker, and deep thinker. Following a fulfilling sixteen-year career as a classroom teacher, she has turned her attention toward writing and speaking about feminine spirituality. Annie grew up within the context of fundamental Christianity, but often had hard questions and observations. Did not al- that did not align with the dogma she learned in church. A free spirit with a great love for the world, its people, and animals, Annie struggled to find harmony within traditional Christianity. While her search for truth and wisdom has led her away from strict adherence to orthodoxy, she and Jesus can't get enough of each other. What delights Annie most is pursuing restored connection to the divine feminine, whom she most affectionately calls Mama God. Having wrestled with mental illness, disillusionment, grief, and loss, Annie's heart overflows with gratitude for the immutable reality that she has never walked alone. Most days she revels in her office writing, dancing, singing, praying, and conversing with friends. She lives with her magnificent husband, spectacular daughters, and marvelous dogs in the Pacific Northwest. So I want to introduce Megan, uh, my co-host, and uh, she actually met, she and Annie met some time ago. We'll get to hear mm-hmm. that story, and then we'll just break out into the conversation.
2: So right. Megan, take it away. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here, and thank you for listening. Um, this is my friend, Annie, and Annie and I met this last spring in Ojai, in Ojai, California, and it was one of the most beautiful places, and I fell in love with the little city or town or whatever you want to call it. I think you would call it more of a town. I don't know. Um, It had that vibe. And um, we were there for a, I don't even know what to tell people this was whenever you laugh immediately because you like, what do you even tell people? I call it like a spiritual workshop, but is it really not really a workshop? It was like, okay. So we if anybody knows who rob bell is um he's like a an author he used to be a mega church pastor mm-hmm. um but he had this like change of life and um some big questions that i don't think um you know were answered in his theology that he grew up in and and um so he had this this change of life and he wrote all these books that are just Really amazing and accepting and loving, and they speak of a loving God, and they are, you know, it really changed the way that I look at a lot of things. And, um, and so that's where we met, and that's a little history. Um, so we met at this event where you're allowed one question and there was 20 people and so we each sat in front of Rob Bell in a circle of chairs and we we each took turns asking our big question and as soon as Annie got up there like I was just so inspired and we had spent a little bit of time together before so um and I immediately I think you said to me you, you look like a Rob Bell person. And I was like, so flattered by that. I was, I was so flattered by that. Um, I was like, whatever that means, I am, I thank you. And I am. And so we realized we were there for the same thing. And, um, and yeah, and I was just really inspired by her and we, we became friends and, um, we've kept in contact a little bit. So, um, I'm just really excited to have you here and to talk about your work and what you do. And, um, so welcome. Thank, thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. you. I'm super stoked to be here. It's really great. <laughs> Good. Yeah, thank you for coming. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So I want to read a little story that Annie has on her blog, and I, and I really <laughs> oh, like yes. this one. Okay. So one day at preschool, I was coloring a nature scene with a purple crayon, and Mr. Dan came by to assess my progress. I was so engrossed in my task, I didn't notice him looking over my shoulder. And she's drawing a picture of a tree. Annie. Trees aren't purple, and Annie says, looking intently at her artwork and then meeting Mr. Dan's disapproving gaze. She says, Mine are. I really like that. I really like that. Thank you. Yeah. I think that probably says a lot about you for people who don't know who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I lead with that story on my website just to be like, okay, to sum up, you know, um,
2: here's who I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I I love that. It just, it sets you up for, I mean, to not fit in the box. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
1: And I, and and, and I, I think, I mean, you, you, I I have kids. Megan has kids. You have kids. You've been around a lot of kids um, as a teacher. Um, But I kind of think it's, natural for kids to be like that
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then i think their environment and mm-hmm. their circumstances shape them mm-hmm. to not be like that if That's they're right. not like that when they're adults yes right so it's it's, right. it's nice to see that that wasn't removed from you
0: well, well yeah the- it was for quite a while, and actually that sort of is a teaser for, um, I've got a memoir cooking and, um, it's coming out eventually, uh, once I'm done with the third draft and maybe more, um, but it's called Knowing Trees Are Purple. Um, mm-hmm. and that really sums up the story arc of my entire life. So I'll just give you the brief overview. I once knew who I was and what I wanted, uh, mm-hmm. and what I was about, uh, Various things in this life, we could blame society, we could certainly point fingers at the fundamental church in which I grew up. Many things, um, kind of convinced me I didn't know, and then recently I've come back to a re knowing of, yeah, my, my trees are purple like yes. that's that's the way they are, and so that is, um,
2: that's why my website is full of purple trees. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so great. And then, you know, I mean, you are talking about things that are going to bring up controversy with people. You know that. I mean, when and when people have something to say, you can just go back to your, you know, thing and be like, "I I paint purple trees." Yep. You know? And this is <laughs> this is how I think and this is how I live and, you yeah. know, take it or leave it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I, I want to just caution people and kind of tack onto that that if you're skeptical um or or if you're not skeptical and you have like this tremendous faith in your religion, mm-hmm. um I encourage you to read her blog because she pretty much disarms
3: hmm.
1: everything. Um and she has a conversation, when you read her blog, it feels like you're having a conversation with her, even though you don't get to talk back, um, <laughs> but it's, it feels like she's talking to you and she does it in a way that feels like it's accepting and not mm-hmm. challenging. And I think right. that's important um, to have a conversation.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think that's a beautiful compliment. Yeah. It really is. I'm
0: going to keep that one. I actually collect compliments that are uh, offered to me and I, I'm just going to take that one and keep it. Thank you, Bill. Okay.
2: <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. Good. I know. We have a hard time doing that, don't we? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know I feel like I'm working on accepting compliments too. And, you know, most of the time I just find myself like awkwardly just saying, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I don't really know. Thank you, like, with a question mark, like, is this real? Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, you know, I've been in the marketing world for, like, the last 15, 20 years, and and what I've noticed a lot of people don't do, including myself, is we don't ask for, like, reviews, testimonials, Mm -hmm. compliments, and it's not, it's not necessarily because I mean, you feel weird asking for those things because it's like I I you would you would offer them up if if unsolicited if you thought I was good, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. People no people won't don't offer compliments and they won't offer testimonials and they won't offer reviews unless you ask. And sometimes right. sometimes you need to ask. Uh-huh. Maybe ask a ask a few friends to write a review for your book and <laughs> and then, and then that gets the ball rolling. It's like an icebreaker. It's like I'm not the first one to go on the dance floor,
3: right? Because you know? yeah. nobody wants yeah. to
1: be that person. I right. shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people are are afraid. Right. Um, yeah. But if the, if there's a few things out there, they'll be like, yeah, I can I can give a review or hey, yeah, I can do a testimonial. And yeah. for years and years and years, I didn't do testimonials, and I'm like the world's worst doctor in that I tell people what to do, but I don't do it myself.
2: Got All Right. It. You know, right.
1: Doctors are always the, the most unhealthy people you you meet. They really are. They because they don't <laughs> practice what they preach. Um, I think it's gotten better over the years where where they're more healthy, but back in the day they were just not healthy people because they were just too busy dealing with other people's problems.
0: Like the <laughs> right. kids going without shoes. Yep. Right. Yep.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so I want to just kind of open this up with like the beginning, I, I okay. read the story yeah. about the purple trees, okay. um, and yeah. you know, my comment to that is, you know, you're clearly an independent thinker. Where do you where do you think that came from? Okay, well, when you were in preschool, where do you think that came from, and where well, do you think it comes from now?
0: That's a great question. And my name really is Annie
1: Ponder, uh, by the way. I was
2: going like, to ask you <laughs> that. I was like, my <laughs> stage name. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. Well,
1: I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I I noticed that too. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I recently, um, and that that's actually my main name. That's the name I was born with. Um, I I have a different married name, but um, for the public sphere, I go by Annie Ponder. And somebody uh-huh. recently who didn't know that was like, "Oh, why did you choose Ponder as your writing name?" And I was like,
2: "No, yeah.
0: that's the name I was born with." And they're like, "Oh." I thought it was just like descriptive of you. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'm keeping that compliment too. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I love yeah. that. I mean, you <laughs> couldn't have picked a better one. I know.
0: Our family emblem is literally the statue of, you know, the statue of the thinker. The thinker. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, I've got my grandfather's statue here in my office. Um, and that's why it shows up in one of my blogs. Just like a shout out to my grandpa. Who's I had- love it. Um, but to answer your question, Bill, I have always needed to think very deeply um, mm. about things. And I've I've had a lot, a, a few, I've had a handful of mystical experiences in my life that have been really transformative. Um, and I always hesitate to share that because you never know how it's going to land with folks. And so first, like as a disclaimer, um, if if somebody is listening and going, ah, why does she get the visions? Why does she get the dreams? It's not fair. I keep asking it. Like my, my answer is like, I'm really sorry. I don't know why some people seem to get communication that way and others don't, but I, I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and the other thing is, Bill, you know this from one of my blogs, but like, I really truly believe that that um, in the goodness of God and that when things don't, make sense like there's more to the story and so like keep asking um so that's what i would say about that but that's all to say i've been this way since i came out just of of my uh, mother's womb i have needed to think deeply i've experienced things that can't necessarily be explained um any way other than hey there's more to the story and i've Mm -hmm. always wanted um to go really deep. So when I meet somebody, you know, I, I skip past the pleasantries pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And like, Hey, who are you? What makes your soul tick? What are you really about? What are you excited and passionate about in this world? Um, what battles That's are you amazing. currently fighting? You know, those sorts of things. So yeah. Um,
2: yeah, there I am. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: great. And, That's great. And
2: when we were in California, I feel like all of those, like a lot of those conversations went deep really fast just because everybody was kind of open to it. Yeah. And like, when you're in a situation like that, you're just more open to, yeah, what the, what the universe is bringing you, I guess, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, were, did your parents encourage you, were you like encouraged to be, or, or, or not so much because you Um, grew up in a fundamental Christian church, like, right. Yes. And
0: I had to do a lot of this emerging faith on my own. So, um, I come from a long line of, of deep thinking people who really want to sit around and talk about what,
2: what really is truth, um, what really matters. Right. Um, so it's, so it was like, sh- you lived your family like lived it as an example. Like right. this is just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although, um, a lot of the rhetoric in my home growing up, I had a couple of homes cause I had split parents. Um, a lot of it was around dogma and doctrine and like what we believe. Um, Mm -hmm. and so there's, that's a double-edged sword, right? There was a lot of good that came from that. And I've had a lot of deconstructing to do around that, but it did give me the language to talk about the mystical things and the mysteries and, um, the, the things that require really wrestling. Um, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for my upbringing for many, many reasons, but I did learn how to wrestle and ask questions when, I had, um, there were a series of questions that came to me in my adult life, probably right around my early thirties that rocked mm-hmm. my world and, and expanded everything and, um, shape, like changed my whole world. Um, mm-hmm. when I started asking those kinds of questions, I think it was hard for some of my family members to accept that. I know it was, um, yeah. And so I had to do a fair bit of like, hey, my can we can we use colorful language on this podcast yeah. by the way? Okay, like my fucking trees are purple, like leave me alone
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> right, yes, um I had to
0: do a bit of boundary setting, and yeah. um clarifying like we can be in a relationship, but I am absolutely forging my path here, um yeah. and it's not gonna look like your path, so
2: I don't know right. If that, answers the original question, but that's, that's right. (laughs) Okay. I'm, you know, I just feel like it led straight into this question. Um, but like, so all of a sudden, I mean, it's kind of like a coming out story. Like, you know, I Mm -hmm. am not fully what you think I am or what I've been, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I think a little bit differently and, and so do I. And I always feel like this, like stigma or like this taboo or like this, like anxiety or worry that like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mislabeled or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, or, or judged in some way, because there's no way I could possibly explain what my faith looks like to somebody, but yet I'm calling myself Christian. Yeah. And then you know, and then it kind of doesn't make sense. Like Bill, like Bill and I were having a conversation and I think I told him and then, but yeah, I call myself Christian or I'm a Christian or I'm, but I'm Christian. And, and I think that he was like, what? Like, are, are you like, I, I don't know. I felt, some, I felt a way about, yeah. Um, and so it's literally
0: why I needed to write a blog called barely Christian, fully Christian. Yes. Like, yes, can't tell us about all. that.
2: I need to, yes, help us all, please. <laughs> can you summarize that vlog? <laughs> um, oh,
0: yes, I, I certainly can. Okay. Um, yeah. I identify as barely Christian, fully Christian. The barely is because of several things. I can barely stand to be around um, politicized Christianity or mm. Um, mm. super um, we know the right answer. And if you and like lifestyle has to align with, you know, what I'm talking about, like the, yeah. the, um, the, the kind of Christianity that we see showing up so loudly, um, in evangelical America and fundamental America, it's, it's really sad to me. Like, I just want to distance myself from that. and And so that's why sometimes mm-hmm. when I first meet folks and I'm not sure where they stand, but I get the vibe that they make, they might not be comfortable around somebody who identifies as Christian. I often say like, hi, um, you know, I I am a Christian, but like, please don't hate me. I'm not an asshole.
2: Yes. And why do we have to, I mean, it's sad that we have to say that, like, and I try and frame it too, but I'm like, yeah, I, I, and I do it in, in different ways, but it's, yeah.
0: Well, writing this (laughs) blog has helped me to clarify that, um, and it's helped me to like, some people are like, hey, don't do that. I'm not an asshole thing because it really sounds crass. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm looking for better language. Always looking for better language. But... Are
2: we just not supposed to sound that? I mean, are women just not supposed to sound that oh, way?
0: I don't know. Oh,
2: yeah. oh there it is.
1: <laughs> well, there, there, <laughs> there, there. There's layers to that. There's oh, layers yeah.
0: to that. We could put a yeah. pin in that and come back and do 12 episodes there. Let's, um, yeah. But the other things that I like want to disassociate myself from that, that, that maybe some people conjure up when they're thinking about Christianity is, yes. um, there's a lot of doctrine that I cannot sign my name to like, mm-hmm. uh, the God burning people alive in hell forever. Nope, not, not yeah. going to agree to that. Not going to agree that God is, um, a white man, just like, sorry, that doesn't actually yeah. <laughs> add up and,
1: um, not going to agree yeah.
0: that, uh, if you're anything but straight you're not welcome at the table like mm-hmm. there's so much dogma and doctrine that i can't um associate with Same. that i that i don't want people to think oh she said she's christian she must vote this way she must you know blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, yes but i call myself fully christian um because i really do believe like there's nothing in me that Needs to argue this point. I always check in with my whole body. Nobody in me, nothing in me mm-hmm. wants to argue. Every part of me believes that Jesus is God's son and, and came here to show us how to live and forgive and how to die and that death doesn't last. Like, I think that's the whole point. So, like, mm-hmm. I believe God is good and Jesus is God's son. And that's all that I think is required for me to say, I am a Christian.
1: Um, so, so, so I love that. That's beautiful. And <laughs> yeah, this is a good segue for the notes I took when okay. I read barely. You did. Okay. Yes. So I, I read barely and a couple posts linked within it, okay. including fully. Okay. So mm-hmm. I got like the bookends. So you
0: got the gist. And I have
1: to say, you know, you're grounded in, in one of your blog posts, you said something about people being spectacular. I, I think you're spectacular.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And while I don't dig Jesus like you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that he really existed in the way that we've been taught. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not white. Um, I, I don't have to. <laughs> and, I, and I don't. Okay. And I feel like you won't hold it against me. Oh. And like I've said, like I've said a few hundred times before. Love is love. people are people yeah we can love we can hate or we can be indifferent and two of those really suck
0: two of those absolutely Mm -hmm. to nothing good yes
1: yeah yeah
3: Yeah. well said well said Hmm.
1: so you know i have to say after reading some of your work you do write beautifully um (laughs) and i can see why you were and maybe you still are a teacher
0: (laughs) I don't think no. i will ever rinse that yeah. out of hair. Like, I think I'm always going to somehow identify as a teacher.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you wanted, you wanted something else and you did that for a while and it's okay to change paths. And I think that a lot of the times, like people think, you know, might ask you questions like, oh, why aren't you teaching anymore? Or do you <laughs> get a lot of that? Or like, oh, well, what, why did you leave? the career or the path or whatever it is. Like, I know know that because my husband gets it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So so let's start at the beginning. So why did you get into teaching? What did it do to fulfill you? And why did you leave or did you?
0: All right, Um, Mm -hmm. great. This is gonna help me like put it into a two minute blurb because that's part of my memoir. Okay. I got into teaching because I thought it would be the best thing that I could do If I couldn't be a pastor and I couldn't be a pastor because I was a woman in my, um, organization that I was a part of it, it wasn't really on the table. And so I was like, the next best thing will be teaching. Um, so there's a whole lot there, right? But we'll just leave it.
2: Okay. Well, I need to unpack that in a few minutes. Okay. 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 (laughs) Um,
0: what did teaching do for me? I mean, I absolutely love, um, I love people and I love young people, particularly, although in my teaching career, I've taught everybody from like four years old through college students. So like, um, not just kids, but I love the learning process and I love the um, the moment when you are standing, you're walking alongside a student and the lights come on and they have an aha moment. I just, oh, mm-hmm. I dig that. Um, and one of my favorite parts about having been a teacher so long in the same town is um, I walk around and I, I run into my former students. And it's such a tremendous joy to see who they are. And they Mm. usually have a story that they remember something that I've long since forgotten that I said or did, or we, you know, experienced together in class. Um, and so what I really loved about teaching and what it really gave me was human connection, just Mm. really authentic, fantastic human connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so it's, it's been, um, about a year and a half since I knew I needed to leave. And mm-hmm. there's a whole story that goes along with that. Um, but basically I, I told an Uber driver this once. So like, here's a shortened version. He's like, <laughs> I love b-
1: because, because they are, <laughs> they are psychiatrists. Oh, this guy was <laughs> they really a are.
0: guru. I mean, like, I don't know. He was amazing. So he's like, so why'd you quit teaching? And I was like, here's what came out of my mouth. Oh, I, love, I can't wait. Because I couldn't not write and speak anymore. I couldn't hold it in. I had to make space for doing this work. And I had to let teaching go. Yeah. It was like, um, it was like being pregnant with something that couldn't find the exit. (laughs) Like, I've got stories to tell. I've got things to say. And um actually my youngest daughter was um was she 11 i think she was 11 when she knew and she's like really she's an amazing human um she senses things like in the christian world she'd probably get labeled prophet like in the spiritual world i think people would call her psychic but whatever she knows things and um i got back from a trip to israel my husband and i had gone on and while in israel I like fully knew the same way that I've known that my trees are purple, right? I knew Mm -hmm. I had to quit teaching and start writing and speaking. And, but I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't say that out loud. And when I got home, she called me on the phone. We hadn't even connected in person yet, but she goes, mom, I have to tell you something. You have to stop teaching. It's time to start writing. And I was like, how do you know that? But she was absolutely Mm -hmm. right. She's like, I know that you have stories to tell. I know it's time. Um, we were really excited because I was going to be her teacher the following year. We'd been waiting until she got old enough. And she's like, I don't need you to be my teacher. You're my teacher all the time. You teach me every day. You have to quit your job and start teaching. And so that's really what gave me the courage to like, could I really do this? And
2: yeah, uh, so I jumped off the diving board. Oh, good for wow. you. <laughs> good. Wow for you. I love that story. And you followed it. And a lot of people would just say, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, write part time and, you know, and just do this in my free time. But like, you wanted to fully immerse yourself into it. And like having that um, big commitment and teaching isn't just a nine to five (laughs) or whatever it is. Like, yeah. No, and, and you not. carry a lot and it's, it's a mental load and it's, it's all mm-hmm. of those things. And, and I can see why you had to let that go mm-hmm. to, to do this work. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of you. Well, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So,
1: so um, yeah. In, in, in one of your blog posts, you equated, the divine feminine mm-hmm. to mama, God. Yes. Can you talk about that? Oh, all like, day maybe, long maybe def- if... <laughs> define the two yeah. terms and tell me why they're the same.
0: Okay. All right. Great. So since I have decided that I am going to, um, identify with the Christian camp and that's where I'm planting my flag, so to speak. Mm-hmm. um, and I did, by the way, um, I skipped over this part, but like I did a walkabout around and, and ended up back, um, back with my brother, Jesus, but throwing out a lot of the bathwater. I'd mm-hmm. like to say, I don't think I've written this in any blogs you would have seen yet. It may have come out. I don't remember, but I like to say I threw out the nasty bathwater, but I kept
1: the baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, it, was it actually was in in one of your posts. Oh, I did yeah.
0: already. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um within that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to use the language and um the spiritual heritage that I'm claiming and mm-hmm. so uh this the the divine feminine um I truly foundationally this might be belief number three, even though I've only cited that I have two i I think this is wet cement, but it's like hardening pretty quickly i really mm-hmm. believe that what we call in christianity the holy spirit is a feminine being and i have lots of reasons i can tell you why um and i believe she's our mother i believe she's where our souls
2: are born
3: oh. uh,
0: so okay this freaks out
2: your average christian right this is like, does. It does. And it, like, it gives me chills because it's so freeing and beautiful to me, but I know, I know that I'm going to get backlash for this episode. Oh, and I'm, I am a hundred (laughs) percent ready for it. And I will take all the heat because we need to talk about this and this is beautiful and freeing. And, and, you know, we need to open this, this door to, I mean, we've, yeah, we've hidden her for too long. Yes. We've called her other names. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, let's continue to, okay, what, is let's it, what does she mean to you? Yeah. What does she mean to me? It's
0: everything. So mm-hmm. growing up Christian, I learned that masculinity is in God's image, but femininity is secondary. And I internalized that message to the point that um, it had me devaluing myself not believing that i could have the same sort of um status with god and in fact here's um a revolting illustration i was once in a class where they were talking about gender roles which is disgusting because the word role in association with gender is not even within scripture so like that's a construct right. But they're talking about gender rules, and um, the pastor says, "Well, you know, you know, the man is the head of the household, and blah blah blah, and he's got all these reasons for it." Um, And I'm sure that some of your listeners right now in in maybe a more traditional camp are like, "Yeah, there's a lot of verses that okay, fine, Um, we could talk about that a different day." Um, He's like, uh, "So the man's the head of the household, so like if Jesus came and knocked on your door, and the wife opened the door." Jesus would greet her cordially and then ask to speak with the husband. What? And I'm like, oh, okay. What? No, Jesus has come to talk to me. I'm his favorite. Anyway, he's totally wild. about. He wants to talk to my (laughs) husband. Like what the actual fuck? So yeah. Yeah. uh, So that's what I grew up thinking, hearing, and believing about myself. And
2: so I, and that's, and that's why you accepted that yes. you couldn't be a pastor. Like- right.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Because God yeah. is all male. Like the Godhead. Okay. Get this. If, if your listeners don't know, right, there's three parts to the yes. Christian God, right? There's God, the father mm-hmm. who like seems scary and terrible at the first reading, but I promise you is just like pure love. Okay. Then there's Jesus. We've all heard about that dude. And then yeah. there's this mysterious Holy Spirit creature, right? Okay. So, God yeah. the Father is obviously a male, because Father, Jesus, we believe, was a male. And the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, fun fact in the Hebrew, which is the original writing of the Old Testament or the Jewish scriptures, right? Holy Spirit is referred to almost always, if not always, um, in feminine terms. So, the, the Ruach, um, uh-huh. the Hebrew word for spirit, is feminine. And so, the, the grammar around the Ruach is feminine, the, the uh-huh. nouns and the pronouns and all that. Well, then you get to the New Testament or the Christian scriptures, and that's where Jesus enters the picture um, formally on the scene. Um, that's mm-hmm. written in the Greek. And in the Greek, um, depending on who you ask, the uh, the spirit is gendered as neuter or masculine, depending on which source you look at.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, of course, as we all know, when we get to the English translations, hmm spirit is always masculine. And so we have um, unwittingly, what's the counterpart to the word emasculated, like effeminated, like we have removed the femininity of this person in the trio of the Godhead. um, Mm -hmm. And we have done incalculable damage Mm
2: -hmm. by
0: not having a divine feminine figure. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we've pushed her down for so yep. long. I feel like that, yeah. like, and I don't, <laughs> I'm going to bring up the Barbie movie because Okay, let's do it. I mean, have you seen it? Uh, Twice already going again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've pushed her down for, for so long that, mm. you know, we don't even like recognize her. And, and, and like they said in that movie, um, I think it was the mom, she was like, yeah, you know, everybody hates women. Men hate women. Women hate women. It's complicated, you know, and it's in it. It's sad. And, you know, it's like, it's like, we've been conditioned that like, you know, um, women, uh, you know, Men don't like women, women don't like each other it's just right. it's yeah, like we're rivals with another one another, we don't know how to be uh, how come, yeah, how did we jump on that bandwagon right like yeah 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 I've, uh and so the
0: conclusion that I have come to when thinking about all of this all, misogyny sexism, whatever you want to call it yeah. prefer, um is that if we want to if we want to write this ship, that's a weird analogy, yeah. um, rebalance ourselves. Those of us who want to call out to a deity
3: mm-hmm.
0: need a feminine, at least part that like, okay, there's a lot to be said there, right? Um, mm-hmm. we need femininity in our deity because yeah. otherwise being feminine is less than. And you know, mm-hmm. I've heard this whole like, well, you know, gendering God is really silly and foolish and it's a metaphor anyway, and blah blah blah. Okay, fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But but then ha-
2: let's use she.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, like what is yeah. <laughs> the problem? We have we have identified God with the masculine for so so long that mm-hmm. um we have created male ident uh let's see, how did I want to say this? We have made with elevated maleness to deity. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so everything trickles down from there. So right. I am really passionate about encouraging both Christian, open-minded Christians, Christians who are okay with a little bit of, um, like this won't work for you if you're a biblical literalist, like it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't doesn't pencil. But um open-minded Christians who are okay with a little bit of nuance and mystery. And also folks who are not within this camp but who are um wanting to see humanity get a whole lot better.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I think it's imperative that we look at our deity because right. everything stems from it it's like whether you like it or not, it trickles down Whatever right. you call as the pinnacle of existence. Right um, influences everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I, can I ask you a, probably an ignorant question from somebody who's, who has not read the Bible?
0: Oh,
4: please.
1: Okay. Thank you. So do, do we, do we perhaps have this
3: masculine
1: identity of the deity mm-hmm. because men wrote the text? <laughs>
2: Oh Bill. <laughs> yeah. One
1: I've never heard thing. of any woman being involved in the writing of the Bible.
2: Okay. So
1: what you're getting Those books
2: were taken out. We took Mary's account out, first we of did. all. We and did. Yep. Co- yeah. We t- removed it and said this is not part of the canon. Well, men right. did that. But right. yeah.
0: I am not obviously a trained biblical scholar nor a like expert in, um, Middle Eastern culture 2000 years ago or any of this, but I, as I think it's Amy Bird who says I'm a thinking woman, so I can come and have this conversation. Yes. Um, (laughs) yes. Like let's do simple math, um, in the writings of all of the books and, uh, letters that compile what we now know as the Holy Bible. Um, The the people who were educated to write in the first place were men, and they were living in a very patriarchal society where women were property, our wombs were the property of our fathers first and then our husbands. Um, Mm -hmm. Lineage was always traced down um, through the father. It's a very patriarchal society. Um, And women weren't educated. We weren't given voice. We weren't believed. Which is why it's really curious, Bill, I don't know if you know this, but when Jesus um, rises from the tomb, depending on which story you're reading in the scriptures, he talks to women first. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's one woman, sometimes it's two women. And what's radical about that, and one of the things that gives credibility to Christianity being maybe true, is that if somebody in that time were making up stories, they would never have Jesus appearing to women first because women were yeah. support, their word was no good. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's just really like hilarious that Jesus is like, I'm back and I'm telling the ladies first. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he told them to go and sp- tell everybody, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but, um,
1: but, but, but my point is those who control the narrative yeah. become the truth.
0: Well, it's exactly right. It's history is always told by the victorists. And so right. that's right. the story that we learn. And if the men who were writing, at, and, and so you have to know, I'm very comfortable realizing that the writers of scripture were human beings. And yes, I believe that mama God, our Holy spirit was helping them to know what to write. You know, we talk about inspiration, mm-hmm. but I do not think she grabbed the pen and forced their hand and dictated a right. single word. So I don't think it came through without some bias and cultural context and mm-hmm. even within the language. So of of course these documents are going to be patriarchal because they are coming out of people immersed in a patriarchal society. And so And
1: and, and look how long that's lasted. Yeah. So
0: yeah, when, let's when just look at that you, for a moment.
1: You were a teacher, so you know and you were an English teacher, right?
0: English, Spanish, Bible, you name it. Yep.
1: Okay, so language arts. Language arts. Let's just say. Yep. I'm coming to terms right now and I've gotten over it. I, I, I fully accept it. But it was it was because of the way I was taught. Mm-hmm. You said, if you didn't know the gender of the person. Right. You said he. Yeah. Oh. You certainly didn't say she and you didn't say they because they is plural.
0: <laughs> oh, and there's a whole other discussion. Right. That's right. another episode. Right. Yeah. That's another episode. Right. Right. So,
1: So all of us Better or worse, mm-hmm. we're taught, unless you're 10, mm-hmm. we're taught that you default to he. Right. So I- so maybe those writers defaulted to he because they just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Or or, and I think it's more the latter than mm. what I just said, they were men and they wrote like men.
2: Right. Right. But the reason that we default to he is because who made that rule right oh see that's
0: a great (laughs) question
2: who made that rule yeah yes and so
0: if if maybe this will head off some of the um backlash that you're probably sure to get megan you're right (laughs) yeah okay i'm used to it i like to ask this question actually i've got a blog that's coming out on friday that asks this question if you're curious or intrigued or maybe aghast at what I'm saying about the Holy Spirit being mama? Okay, mm-hmm. let me just ask you this one question real fast before we even like I could I could tell you a lot of evidence. There's a lot of scriptural evidence um mm-hmm. for the feminine deity, but before we could even go there, I would ask this one question. And here it is. Why couldn't part of God
4: be feminine? right
2: like where does it say anything right yeah
0: and and, you know if you want to go with the whole this is where i was getting at earlier i think i dropped this thread if god the father is a male and jesus is a male and the holy spirit's also a male like first Mm -hmm. of all i have questions does that make him yeah is he a weird uncle like i don't understand this relationship right um Are he and God, the father, like, dare I say, heresy, gay partners, like, that doesn't seem to fit with the narrative. Okay, why not, if Jesus is the son, and we've got a father figure in the story, take a look around at nature, and you'll probably notice that when there's a
2: father and a son, someplace there's a mama. Yeah, yeah, she's (laughs) real. She exists. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. can we, because there's probably some people listening who are curious and thinking that we're talking about that this is something that's only for women, like oh, feminine right, spiritual, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is something, this is a balance in all people. And we Absolutely. all have a balance of masculine and feminine inside of us. Right. And all of us have pushed down the feminine for yeah. centuries. And, yeah. and, um, and so it's hard to connect with her, but it is a balance inside every person. I don't care if you're the most masculine male out there, like right. it's, you know, there is a feminine side of you that needs to be nurtured as well. Right. No, Would you not say? Rest and um, accepted and brought to the yeah. surface and good gracious.
0: We we celebrated in the world. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so Yeah. I, I like this analogy. Um, I talk about this on one of my blogs, too. I was watching Mrs. Doubtfire recently. Do you remember the film? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So for anybody who hasn't seen it recently, Robin Williams is this wonderful dad who loves his children, but his estranged wife won't let him see them on a daily basis. And so he um, he's a talented actor in this in this movie. And so he... Like, dons a British nanny, um, an elderly British nanny costume. Like, he gets the whole head-to-toe workup. And he gets a job as the nanny for his children so that he can be near them every day. And I'm watching this film, and here it goes. So the nanny, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, comes into the home and and whips things into shape. And pretty soon the kids are um, walking up the stairs to do their homework. And they're begrudging because they don't want to do their homework. And so one of them says, I miss dad. And then the other one says, oh, me too. And the little one goes, me most. And then the camera zooms in on Mrs. Doubtfire's face. And quietly, so that the children can't hear, in Robin Williams' own voice, he says, I'm here, guys, in some form. (laughs) And I tell you what, I had the like the biggest full body goosebump chill, like our mama has never not been with us. We have not been a people without a mother. We've just put her in a suit and tie Mm -hmm. and talked about her in the masculine. And we have elevated masculinity to this insane point of um, insanity is the only only word that I can use, which is really interesting given my history with mental illness. (laughs) We you get that if you want i'm choosing that word on purpose it isn't sadness it is it is madness um to not recognize she who has always been with us
4: and she who loves us so talk it makes about... me cry
2: yeah. like it means, you're, she, i don't she, even she, know why i'm crying already <laughs> about this like i don't know if it's tears of like Yes, and at the same time, like frustration, like i you know it's like, yes, all of this, and I'm frustrated, yeah, yeah,
1: so I think that's a good segue into something else you write about, which is the mother wound,
0: oh, yes,, mm.
1: can you talk about that?
0: you bet, so it's personal for me, I lost my mom when i was twenty nine mm. to uh cancer. But well before I had to bury my mother, my earthly mother, I was already experiencing what, Megan, you've touched on. And it's not just women who are, um, I believe we all have a mother wound. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I talk to women about this, it's not uncommon for, for us to end up in tears because it's so deeply sacred to us. Um, but essentially what I mean by the mother wound is a disconnection from mama God. That's my language. You could choose your favorite verbiage there. Um, yeah. and, and unrelating to ourselves, to the femininity within all of us, you know, if you want to use the language of the yin and yang, um, that would be the, the, um, yin energy. If you want to talk mm-hmm. about being versus doing. I mean, the being part. Um, Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about the sun and the moon, I'm highlighting the moon, you know, like whatever metaphor works for you. Mm -hmm. This femininity has been absent for so long and, uh, not absent wrong, wrong answer. Filter that out. It has, um, no, you can leave that in. It's cool. I'm comfortable with not, not always saying the right thing first. Um, yeah, but we'll change it to, Okay right yeah it has not been absent it has
4: been unacknowledged Mm
3: -hmm.
0: this feminine in uh feminine deity feminine um sacredness within us and also um everywhere and so the wounding is really i mean like we've talked about in in this culture for a long time about Uh, especially girls growing up with daddy wounds, right? Mm -hmm. If they happen to grow up in a home where the dad was absent or whatever, like, oof, there's so much there. And and so I think our language has capacity for the father wound. Um, This is the same thing, but with the mother. And by that, I don't mean if your mom wasn't a good mom or if she wasn't around or didn't give you what you needed or any of that. I mean, we are missing the feminine part of God. And it is messing everything up.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, what do we what do we do? I mean, give a, like (laughs) what do we do now? What do we do now? I mean, like speak about her, and you know, make normalize that. You know, have you read the heroine's journey? Seems like you oh have. Oh my stars! Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Short answer: they're the whole volume of it. But yes, I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody needs to read that, and it's, and and yes. I think Rob Bell even has a podcast on it. So just yeah. actually, if you don't want to read a long book. Which I do recommend reading. It um, mm-hmm. go and find Rob Bell's podcast. It's called The Heroine's Journey, and you'll probably have to scroll back back a couple of years to find it. But okay. um, I can tell you exactly when it is.
0: It's a year ago. Okay, because okay. okay. it sent me on this journey. That podcast is why I'm here, like talking. Really? To you right now. Yes. Oh, yes. So
2: I love that. That's, His, and I wonder if we listen to it at the same time, probably
0: and I am serious um so that podcast, the heroine's Journey, was in September or maybe August of twenty twenty two so you can look back there. His guest okay. is uh Kristen Henge. Mm-hmm. and she is a marvelous human being who does this work, helping people um, begin to heal from the mother wound and connect with their femininity in whatever way. And, you know, like let the listener understand, we don't mean your girlness. Um, mm-hmm. when we're using these language, it's actually way beyond the like physical gender or the expressions of gender. And like, I, I don't mean you need to start wearing skirts and pearls. Um, no, oh, no, thank you. Don't mishear that. Um, but listening to that podcast would be a great place to start. You're absolutely right. Because Kristen yeah. does work around the heroine's journey, which, you know, a lot of folks are familiar with Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, hero's journey. Mm-hmm. right? And so the heroine's journey is not an outward journey where we go and conquer or get the elixir and bring it back, whatever. The heroine's journey is that going inward and finding the treasure within ourselves. Mm -hmm. and healing from within. And so it really is, I mean, this is, this all sounds a little bit mystical and esoteric, but it really is. Um, we begin to heal from the mother wound when we go inward.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, everybody could start there with this work and they could also start with going to your website because
0: it's a place to go. Yes. This I'm about, like I said, the blog that's coming out this Friday, that'll be the what of September, 15th of September. I don't know what day it is today. Uh, uh-huh. 2023. It's the 15th. Yeah. Take yeah. It off. It's called heresy or buried
4: treasure. Ooh. And from
0: there, you'll find a little, a, a little story uh, about an experience I had very recently in church. And then I, I want to, I don't want to reinvent this wheel. A lot of folks are saying this. And so I have some links that are pretty, nutrient rich with this mystery. If you're like, Ooh, I want to know about the, you know, the, the, um, for instance, a word that, um, in the Hebrew is a feminine word for God, the Shekinah, um, Uh which a lot of us say Shekinah, but I've learned recently Shekinah. Okay. Uh Um, I'm going to link to some other thinkers who have done a lot of research and compilation. So there's, there's going to be just like a ton of, where, If you want to nerd out on this and really, yeah. if you're like, I really want to know, is this, is this really okay? Can I really address God as my mama? Would that be all right? Or am I going to make right. somebody mad? Um, there's a lot of help for you there. Of course, if you if you go and Google, is it okay as a Christian to call God mama? You're going to mm-hmm. get a lot of different theories on this. You're going to get a lot of different opinions. And I would just say to you, um, the best thing to do is to get really comfortable with the idea that Christianity is not monolithic. There are many ways and expressions um, mm-hmm. to to be a Christian. There are many ways of being right. a Christian. And, so, and maybe like,
2: you're just not talking to your people. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. start digging. Um, there's this woman, I'm in a link, who does something called, it's the Mother God Experiment, I think .com or .org. Um, she has a ton of resources on her website to help people like, oh, maybe, maybe I could, what does El Shaddai mean? I'll leave that one for you to research on your own. Like that's okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to try to reinvent this wheel because it's, it's being done so well by so many people, but in my own tiny little corner, I'm going to shine my light and just say over and over, like, we need mama God, we need yes. her. And we're not going to be okay until
2: we find her. And also, yeah. right here. So it's not, really <laughs> and hard she's to- always been here. And she's always been here. Yes. (laughs) So this brings me to ask you about your question because back on the day that we met, we, we all got to sit and ask a question and you were somewhere in the middle. Um, and can you tell us, I remember I was sitting directly behind you when you asked this question and I remember reacting I'm would be like, I, you probably couldn't, like, I probably <laughs> didn't hide it, but I remember reacting and like shaking my head and like thinking like, no, it's not possible because okay. I've been there and I, can you tell everybody what your question was? Okay. So
0: that's funny. I hope that I can remember what my question, how it actually came out. It changed like three times before I got okay. to Okay. That- <laughs>
2: And it's hard to remember because I think, like you know, it goes so fast, and you have yeah. you're on the spot, and everybody's watching you.
0: Well, and you're sitting in front of Rob Bell for goodness' sake. I mean, yeah, and and, um, and you
2: get one question,
0: and you get one question. But he's like the most warm, welcoming. It was it was beautiful, yeah. but. I had a target question to ask and then somebody else asked it before me. And so I was like, no, okay. I liked his answer to that. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch it. So was it this, was this what you heard me say? Uh, Did I ask Rod Bell, will Christianity ever be able to accept mama God? Mm -hmm. That was it. Okay. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I do remember. you went. You went up, you told a story and then, and then you went into that and you, and it was a beautiful story. And I was like, yes, this is like, this is everything that I believe is true. And, you know, and this is, this is beautiful and amazing. And I'm going to buy this woman's book someday. (laughs) Um, and, and then, um, you asked is Chris, is the church. Yeah, Is the church going to accept this or accept this as an idea or accept me for having these views or something along those lines? And I was sitting directly behind you and I think I started to cry Mm. because I said, I was like, no, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I don't feel, um, and, and that's just my personal answer and my experience and maybe like. I've been jaded, but like, I haven't, I haven't seen that like widely accepted by, I mean, there's people, there's pockets, there's, there's like little people that I, I would feel safe, like to say, you know, to talk to about that. But like, it's not, um, you know, you know, yeah. It's not orthodox
0: at this point. Not orthodox. Yes. I believe, I believe it really was early on. I really believe. Uh, that Jesus talked about his heavenly mother, but it didn't get really got whitewashed out of the, um, um, I believe that the early, uh, the early folks early on in this Christianity pursuit, Mm -hmm. uh, were comfortable with that, but for the longest time, uh, it's been taboo. And so you're right. And I remember what Rob said. Now that I'm thinking about this again, I said, you know, is Christianity ever going to be able to accept mama God? Because I I want to talk about her within this context. And he said, no. Yeah. Did Um, he say no? He said no. And I really hope that he's wrong. And I actually think. I I hope that we're all (laughs) wrong. I I do. We're all wrong. Right. Uh Um, and actually I have, I have good reason to hope that it's changing and that, um, so you'll have to read this Friday's blog cuz I tell a story about where that is changing and I I attend this wonderful um congregation up here in part of an Anglican church now Ooh, where I uh-huh. find great sustenance for my soul and mm-hmm. uh last week in church somebody mentioned her and I was like
3: oh, <gasps> what?
0: wow what? Yeah. yeah so I do wonder if rob's immediate response no christianity will not accept this kind of like move on and go uh do your thing but do your don't thing. expect christianity to say yes i accept i do i do think yeah. there's an element of truth there and that's why i'm really glad that i didn't become a pastor because mm. i don't know that i would have had the intellectual freedom to go where I've gone if I were Mm -hmm. getting a paycheck from a church that needed me to preach male God only. And so Mm -hmm. I I have this freedom now, like I'm, (laughs) I'm not getting a paycheck for anything that Mm -hmm. I'm doing right now. Um, and I have the ability to say, I, you know, we got to talk about her. Um, but Rob said something else. He's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get ready. They're going to call you names. Right, like
2: you remember. Oh what my gosh, about? I remember this part because it, when he said that word, I was like, "Oh, I
1: right. feel
2: it!" Like I feel like I've taken that name on. He said the word. He said, "I'm going to say a word, and you tell me where it hits you, where you feel it in your body, and what it feels like." And he mm-hmm. said the word which. Yep. yep. And I felt it. Yeah.
4: Did you feel it? Whole body experience. Yeah.
2: And yeah, there's a lot there too. <laughs> there's a lot. And I've been called that. Yeah. Like I've been, you know, and it's a really unfair and really um yeah. Well, that Tell brought us up, about. Yeah. <laughs> that brought
0: up a whole ton of stuff for me because um I don't know about your history with Christianity, but I was brought up to absolutely fear Witches. Mm,
3: mm -hmm. So
0: I already have this, like, oh no, right. Um
4: and yeah, so I
0: have I have that visceral response within me. And now that I've had a little bit more life experience, I'm like, actually, I've known some people who identify as witches who are like some of the best people I've ever met. And so Right. Okay. Right. So that word it is can really be a beautiful.
2: Bu- tar- yes, yeah. it can be a beautiful thing, but in the way that it is meant right. for that in that context, yeah. like to feel that feeling. Yeah. Well,
0: the historical context of like Christians burning witches or suspected witches mm. alive um, and torturing them beforehand it um, is meant to absolutely drive fear into the heart of anyone who would dare step outside the lines of orthodoxy. And Mm -hmm. so when Rob said that, I already, I don't know if you remember my response. He's like, how does this word sit with you? Okay. Witch. And then I'm like, oh yeah, my therapist said they would call me a witch. (laughs) Uh, and also reminded me like they burn witches, you know? And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Um, that's right. And then one of the ladies, I don't remember if you, heard if I don't know if you heard this, but one of the ladies in our circle, um, she's like, "Well, if you have to go, what a what a glorious way to go!" <laughs> I was like, That's right. a new thought. Thank you so much. Um, right. But The heart of, or where I would, where what I'd want to say about that is, um, as a Christian. <sighs> I am certain that when I open my mouth to speak about the love of God, I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash, probably from many different sides, and Mm -hmm. people are going to be furious because what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. is what, I I mean, I'm talking about something that got Jesus nailed to a cross, which is you know, freedom, love, acceptance, your original goodness, your original blessing, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to impress God. God is already wild about you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and nobody can tell you differently. Like nobody can take that from you. Right. That Mm -hmm. right there is terrifying to folks, either making money off of religion, having to, um, make sure that people do it their way. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's free. It's, it's literally free. And, um, it's terrifying to people who are coming from various other perspectives. So like, as soon as I open my mouth and say this, yeah, I, I know, um, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of backlash. And that's why I started crying, um, Mm -hmm. there in that circle, because I'm aware that even members of my own family or my, my tribe, Mm -hmm. Like the things that are coming out of my mouth are unacceptable, right? Heretical, um, mm-hmm. but I can't be silent. And also, P.S. Christians are supposed to be willing to accept the consequences and and say it anyway. So yes, <sighs> okay,
2: yes. Here I am.
1: So can, can, can I can I ask you why? and maybe you've said this and I just didn't understand it. Why did Bell say no? Oh, was it because was it? And I see mm-hmm. two possible reasons. One is no, because that's just not cool and nobody's going to accept that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's written in stone
3: mm-hmm.
1: or two. He doesn't believe it.
4: I think it's three. Mm-hmm. Okay because it changes everything.
0: And if Christianity wants to look at mama God, we have to rewrite every song we sing. Mm -hmm. We have to rewrite all of our liturgy. We have to reevaluate the whole story. And then it's terrifying because then Mm -hmm. it's this slippery slope analogy, right? Uh, Oh no, if we've been wrong about this, what else have we been wrong about? And now are we just gonna like mm-hmm. devolve into paganism, whatever Christians are afraid they're going to devolve into? Um, because it's a game changer. It's it's like it shifts the entire narrative for there mm-hmm. to be a heavenly mother. And that's too scary. We're, right. Christianity is built in a higher, like the, okay, let me be careful about my words here. Um, many Christian organizations are based upon hierarchy and, and what's at the bottom of that is patriarchy. And not to say that an organization can't have a leader. Cause I, you know, like I'm not that naive, but um, Christianity would have to change a great deal in order to make space for mama God. And I think mm-hmm. that's why Bell, Rob Bell realized, no, uh, they're they're not going to do this. It would require too big uh, a growth spurt,
2: right? And is the world going to catch up? Like, is the is the world mm. like is society going to accept worshiping a female right god? Right? right. How beautiful would that right. be? <laughs> um, but. I mean, and I do believe that we can get there. Um, are we going to see it? Maybe in our own lives, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I'm widespread. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and maybe he was talking about like widespread in our lifetime. Is this going to mm-hmm. be an acceptable thing to, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know. not. And, and, you know, just
0: knowing what little I do about Rob, um, you know, he said some pretty heretical things while still within the confines of Christianity, mm, right? Mm-hmm. He said, mm, you know, let's really interrogate this belief that God keeps people alive just to torture them eternally. Like, right. That was one of his big things in his book, mm-hmm. Love Wins. Like, yes, mm, what a loving God do that, right? And Christianity didn't know how to handle him, right? He was right. called all the things. He was called a heretic, right. He was called, mm-hmm. like um blasphemous, whatever. And so in his own experience, Christianity couldn't handle what he had to offer. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Christianity has grown. I think the world is opening up to accept, um, mm-hmm. you know, we see this everywhere signs of femininity where there has only been masculinity within organizations and the structures and all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not talking about gender. Let's just clarify that. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the, um, collaboration and being versus do it. Like there's a lot that the world is beginning to have an awakening to. And so Mm -hmm. I think it does happen for Christianity, um, which is why I've decided to talk about it from within. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of saying, screw this, I'm out. I can't be a Christian anymore. I got to talk about mama God and that's not acceptable. I'm saying I'm here. Um, I'm not leaving. Yeah, and she is for real. Yeah, get me
2: out of that. <laughs> yeah, and and here's another thing. So we tend to think of oh, what kind of battery is dying? Is it my AirPods? Um, it, it's we tend to think of Christianity as this one thing. But mm. like the more that we start accepting that, like. It's okay. Like you're, you, you can have all of these beliefs and still call yourself Christian. I can have all these different kinds of beliefs yes. and still call myself Christian. Like yeah. I think that there's a lot of power and or a lot of something in like being able to still claim that or be maybe being brave enough mm-hmm. to still claim that. Like I think that, you know, cause it would be easy to walk away and say, I am going to worship mama God. There's no place for me here. That's (laughs) Mm -hmm. not really being brave with your life. It is in a way, but you are keeping yourself like you're not isolating yourself. And yeah, it's amazing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so I'm going to say something that's probably going to make you both bad.
2: Oh, bring it! These are um, my favorites. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. and One of my ears is so, out. Here we go.
1: So, so, so let's just agree for, for the argument okay. that Jesus is great, Mama God exists, mm-hmm. all the stuff we've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. The human species isn't doing well. How can we collectively come together, to not only embrace Jesus's or the Bible's teachings, okay. but live them? so that we're all better off Mm. because it's great to talk about mama God. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's important to you and maybe it's not.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but how is that gonna, I mean, at the end of the day, what is this all about?
0: Like, how does, how does this help? Is that what you're getting at? Like, okay, let's say we assume mama God is real. Um, we, we stay within Christianity if that's where we are. Um, and now what, is that what you're getting at?
1: It's kind of a now what it's like, okay, Let's just let's just take those beliefs, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and okay, we all believe that. Let's just pretend because okay. we're never all going to believe that. <laughs> well, let's just pretend. Mm. Let's pretend that 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 these words in a book yeah. are gospel, mm-hmm. um, and and they make sense. Like you know, don't covet your neighbor. You know, blah blah blah, blah all that stuff. Right? It's all good and true. Mm-hmm. That to me, I mean, on on, and there are many layers and levels to this, right? Like, if we all believed that, Mm -hmm. we'd have a better chance of actually being that. Mm -hmm. But we all know that people, I think people think they believe these things, Mm -hmm. but they don't act like they believe these things. Mm -hmm. So why is there crime? Why is there hate? Mm -hmm. Why is there... Why are there people who, like, want to hang gay people? Why, you know, why do we have all these problems if, let's just assume everybody believes this stuff. Right. What do we do about it? How do we make all of us better? Because at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want.
4: Yeah, right. Mm.
1: Like, why pursue this, like, this spiritual, religious thing, that seems very individual, Mm. right? You have your journey, Megan has hers and I have mine. And one day we could talk about mine and and I think it would be really weird to you, but why, you know, at the end of the day, I think most, at least what I'd say, good people (laughs)
3: Mm.
1: want all of us to be better off. Mm -hmm. So how do we apply that individual kind of micro thing to the macro level of everybody? Or the collective all.
2: I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. Oh, I want to hear yours. Okay. Yeah, rock paper, um, You go first. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that um it's not individual, and I think that um a greater awakening to a feminine energy that has been never acknowledged is a larger, bigger thing than, um, we're, you know, than than we're giving it credit for like, it's not just a belief system. It's almost like an energetic shift. Um, like one, if we can focus our energy in a place that is maybe more balanced, feminine and masculine, maybe, we wouldn't exist in a world as it exists today. Um, and maybe it's something that we can't even fathom because we have not really given that um, much space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's like about a lot, lar- like a larger oneness mm-hmm. um, and like a waking up to that. We're all, not separate beings that we have like this collective consciousness that we're like all a part of. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I want to do
0: cartwheels right now because I could not agree. Okay. Okay. So Jesus had this really interesting thing he said. Um, so these super religious people were, were coming up to him and and he was, um, casting out demons. Mm. Um, exorcising you know dark forces from within people and and the hyper religious folk of the day were like oh he's doing this by the power of Beelzebub you know or whatever word they're using for the dark force you know the dark lord mm-hmm. um and
4: Jesus says look how can Satan
0: drive out Satan a house mm-hmm. divided will not stand so Jesus mm-hmm. Is speaking to the the like what what I think you're really getting at, Megan, is the the unity mm-hmm. of who we all are. And I've had mm-hmm. some experiences that we could talk about one day, <laughs> maybe off the air first because they were pretty out there. Um, <laughs> where I have come to see, oh, separation is a disease in my mind. Mm-hmm. There is no other we are all interconnected i love that yes. i think it's a south african word ubuntu meaning like Ooh. we are people through other people we don't exist in solitude and when we try mm-hmm. it leads to all kinds of sadness and and separation uh, does not breed health and so i i always go back to jesus words a house divided against itself will not stand um mm-hmm. and i i I really think bill to answer your question more directly. An awareness of and and an openness to the feminine energy that I call my god um unlocks within each of us the thing that wants to reach out and see how we are not that different from one another, mm. how we could collaborate instead of compete, how we could um not view each other or the, the animals of this world or the plants or the minerals or whatever we find on the, as resources, but rather like treasure to be, um, cared for. Mm-hmm. I think that what we have been missing is the feminine energy that pushes us to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really beautiful, and yes, that is what I was trying to say. But you put it way more beautifully. So good I job. I think, <laughs> I think we worked together. We got there together, Megan. <laughs> We got there. We got there. Yeah. Does that does go, that make sense? How does
0: that sit with you? And uh, coming from your perspective, how did that land? It it
1: it 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 does. Except my my follow up to that is you know, <clears throat> you know I'm all for the greater good and getting people to come to Jesus, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, it's, it's going to take a long time and I don't know if the human species has that long.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So we could just keep talking. Okay. We don't. Yeah. Um, no, I think this is all interesting and, and I, you know, I I'm, I'm in case you can't tell I'm skeptical
0: (laughs) and thank God for you because without skepticism, we just like wholeheartedly swallow something that we don't agree with. And like, um, my favorite one of my favorite uncles, um, identifies as an atheist and, um, his line to me has always been, I, I don't want to say, I believe something that I can't agree to. And if I die and end up like facing a God, um, and the God's like, why didn't you believe in me? Um, my answer will be, I couldn't like the brain that you gave me couldn't do the math and science to accept your existence. And I didn't want to do it inauthentically. And I'm like, perfect. Thank like, don't say, Oh, I now believe if there's part of you, that's like, Oh yeah, that is hogwash. Like that's not So I have full love and acceptance and, resp- and um, what's the word? Like arms around folks who are like, yeah, yeah God, that's your thing. I, that's not for me. Fantastic. Please don't try and say, "Oh yeah, well I could maybe." Uh, if you think that's um a load of hooey, like, mm-mm. don't be inauth- inauthentic. If your trees are not purple, I do not want you painting your trees purple. Right. Okay. Paint them a different color.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I have speakers cool. now, so oh, I got to use okay, that.
1: Good, good, okay, awesome. did you,
2: But the question that I missed was, did Bill did that? Like, what did you think about that answer? Did you, was there, is there a short way you can answer that?
1: Um, no. (laughs) Okay. That was the shortest way I could answer that. So yes. So the answer is yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Um, so let's just shift gears because that was a a natural break. Um, we're starting over the recording. (laughs) we gotta we gotta do the whole thing over so do you remember what you said oh my
2: gosh i can't i cannot (laughs) but i do want to wrap it up and um and i'm glad that i have sound again but i do think it's about you know learning this system and playing with it and like i didn't know that i had to change a setting because my airpods died like i had to go in and change everything so i don't know it's probably yeah, just trial and, and, and error. We'll be really good at this, like in a long time, in okay, like a year. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and to 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 be fair to to you know to Riverside, when your hardware like fails, like she ran out of battery, they can't yeah. anticipate that, you know. Right. They can't do it. Yeah. Or 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 your internet goes haywire. They can't blame them for that.
0: Right. Same um, thing would have happened with Zoom. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have, one. I think I have one more question. Okay. Um, no, I have two, sorry. Can, can I just do them? Please. Yeah. All right. So on this podcast, we often talk about, um, success. I put that in I, quotes. Yes. I How like it's defined it. a little or yeah. a lot differently by each and every person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So two mm-hmm. questions
1: around this one. And then I have a follow up. Okay first question is and i i think they're gonna be the same answer, but okay prove me prove me wrong okay. Right. the first question is how do you define success? Mm-hmm. The second question is, how would God define success
0: oh yeah, they are the i, I not that I speak for God, but <laughs> I do think that i know I think I know the answer, okay, here, I'm so glad you asked because I love this question mm-hmm success in this life
4: for me is me being truly me because i believe god thought me up
0: one day birthed my soul placed me here on this planet with i really hope she makes purple trees and i really hope She uses her voice, but more than that, I hope she is, I won't even tell you what God calls me. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, It's a cute little pet name. I really hope she is herself. Um, And I think probably all, that's a bold statement, but all of the dysfunction on this blue rock can be traced back to us not being our true selves. And so success for me is if I continue to evolve into the person I have been created to be.
2: Mm. That's really beautiful. <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: I like that. Mm.
1: Um, So the last one is very lighthearted. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and it's complete. It, 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 it may jive with the subject matter. I don't know. You tell okay.
4: me. All right. Let's see.
1: we, we talk a lot about life hacks. Mm-hmm. Give us a few of yours.
4: Life hacks. Ooh, let's see. Uh, okay. Well,
0: all right. This is this is not a quick and easy like if your car doesn't
3: start, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning something about myself, I've been reading about, I don't know if any of, uh, you or your listeners will be familiar with internal family systems. It's a, um, branch of psychotherapy, I think, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong word, but it's a branch of psychology anyway. Um, and essentially, um, what I'm learning to do is when I'm really triggered by something in this present moment, Um, especially if I'm like, wait, I'm more upset than this situation seems to call for. I pause and I ask myself, have I ever felt this way before? And something usually comes up and I have a memory or, um, I, I can visualize myself, it's usually buried in my childhood experiences where I have had the same feeling before. And over the years, I turned my back on that experience and said, it doesn't matter anymore. And that memory still lives in me. And so I'll give you a quick example. I'm on a hike recently. I don't mean to be on this hike. I'm really pissed off that my husband has decided that we're going to hike (laughs) 10 miles in one day. And so my husband was like an Eagle Scout. Like he loves the outdoors and I love the outdoors, but I'm not all that athletic anymore. And I don't want to be on this hike. And so I am mad. And I mean, like I am livid. And I'm stomping and kicking and making sure to show with my body how upset I am to be on this hike so that my husband will know and feel sorry for me and wish that he hadn't brought me here and remember never to do this to me again.
2: Right. Right. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Clearly.
0: Like, it's very, very grown up of me. So I fall down, like I stumble and I fall down and like in my anger and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm so angry. And then I have this new skill that I'm learning through internal yeah. family systems. And I'm like, why am I so angry, Annie? Really? Why? So I paused and I asked myself, when have I felt this way before? And instantly I had a memory from childhood pop up and it was like this young girl experienced some real trauma. And then I walked her away mm-hmm. and didn't let her. I didn't let her acknowledge that her trauma was what it was, and she felt forced her um, her entire childhood. This is not a one-time thing that I experienced. It was from the time I was eight till the time I was 14, um, and it was over and over and over. I had to do this thing that I didn't want to do, and I had to do it to please the adults, and it made the most sense. And there were all these reasons around it, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm on this hike realizing I have this exiled character still within me who's so mad about being forced to do something she doesn't want to do. And not that that invalidates at all my real anger at my husband for making me go on this hike, but it explains why it's so big. Yeah. And so I then said, honey, I want you to know I am mad at you, but not all of this anger is about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I could, you know, um, unpack over time uh, those traumatic childhood experiences that I endured and um, tend to that wounded girl who still lived in me in right. a compartment and do the work of reintegrating her into my whole psyche and my whole self.
2: So, um, and then, but now. then, but then what do you do? Like, once you've identified the thing. What do you do with that? I mean, how do you process that? Like, so this is, I was having like real reactions because that's my tool too. And yeah. (laughs) And I went through this program at my church. It was called brave enough. (laughs) And, um, it's, they give you this tool and it's called the three W's, the lie and the truth. So what am I feeling?
0: Uh
2: Why am I feeling this way? What is the first time I've ever felt this way? Yep. And what is the truth?
0: Mm -hmm. Because
2: if we get stuck on that last one about like, what's the lie or whatever it is, then we're not progressing into what is true if that's not true then what is true right. you know cuz we've believed this thing about ourselves we wrote this story about ourselves we locked that girl away yep. we have these ruts in our minds that mm-hmm. have been there a long time and we have to like it takes work like to break those and so um, yeah, I think that like replacing some kind of truth and usually with me and with the group, it's like, it's some kind of scripture, like, you know, um, and, but, you know, I mean, it could be whatever it mm-hmm. could be, you know, as long as it's good, true, and good and true, you know, because I feel like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a really fantastic book
0: called you are the one you've been waiting for. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's interested in learning this modality and how to do this kind of therapeutic, <laughs> yeah, reintegration of our exiled parts, that's where yeah. I say that's that's a good place to start to really begin to answer your question because yeah. um, it requires a, a great deal of careful attention um, mm-hmm. to find an exile within us. Mm-hmm. Recognize you know there's this whole system. There's a protector probably standing outside the mm-hmm. door, keeping them locked in and keeping you from going in. It's this whole thing um, right. and learning, okay, now the the what now for the Bill Davises of the world, like okay, so yeah. now we know about this now what? um, to gently restore that person within us to um a position of honor and health. yeah, um, yeah. it's actually not that hard once you've identified it. It's like mm-hmm. not the hardest part. I think the hardest right. part is stopping in, in the middle of the emotion mm-hmm. and going, Where, when have I felt this way before?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and having the presence of mind to recognize that there might be more going on than the present scene.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, then, absolutely.
2: Yeah. There always is. There always is something under there. <laughs> more <laughs> to the story. Yeah. Okay. Bill asks everybody, you need to I- ask her, what is, what do you, like, what's her? legacy gonna be
1: yeah, yeah what's your legacy i think we got a hint of it but what 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 do you want your legacy to be
0: uh so i have this metaphor that i'm like a tree and i'm i'm growing um you're purple yeah. right i'm definitely purple oh yeah i may have mentioned <laughs> that my obsession with trees um that's funny though in my in my legacy picture my tree is a normal tree um I want to grow into the fullest expression of my own self that I can. Yeah. And at my funeral, I would love it if my daughters could say, um, she loved with her whole heart Mm. and anybody in her presence knew they were treasure. Um, Mm. and I would love them to say she was like no one else. She was just herself. Mm. And then, of course, this goes without saying by now, they would begin and end the service with invocations and prayers too, and worship of Jesus and his mama and
2: papa, because that's
0: yes. that's what i will let to leave behind. Like, don't yes. leave out the mama. That's,
2: that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been such great stuff. This has really been a beautiful show. And I just thank you for being here and sharing oh, all of your life and your insight. And you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really brave to come out and like talk about these things out in the open, you know, cause thank you, <laughs> you know, and I just want to acknowledge that because, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you w- didn't just get here all of a sudden to where you're willing to be this free with yourself and your story and your, mm-hmm. and, and your truth. Yeah. And, um, and it's really admirable. Thank, so, you. thank you.
0: I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, I, I just am so grateful for this time.
3: Yeah. Thanks Thank, for you. thank
0: you for coming on. Thanks for I, asking I want... great questions. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure,
1: sure. And, you know, um, you mentioned a couple times, We could go on and on about that story. Let's do that in another show.
0: Oh, right. Sounds good. We'll just put a pin in. um, Let's see. What were the topics we were going to talk about? um, Well, my (laughs) extra. The patriarchy, I think. The patriarchy,
2: right? There's Oh, and let's tell everybody where they can follow you. I know that you have a book that we can't even promote yet because it's not, but we'll have you on before that gets in the works. Um, And then, but where can we follow you now? Thank you. Um, The easiest way to find me is at
0: Mm -hmm. barelychristianfullychristian.com. You can also type in just my name, annieponder.com, but it's a little tricky with the spelling because my wonderful parents left the E off of my name, Annie. So that's (laughs) A-N-N-I-P-O-N-D-E-R.com. And from there, you can find links to my Instagram and Facebook, and you can sign up for a newsletter if you'd like. I won't spam you. I only write about once a month in my newsletters. Um, Okay. And there's a connect if you want to shoot me a message and um, tell me what you're wrestling with. I'd love to hear from you. Wow. Great. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Thanks. Much love. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.